Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it, again. I'm back at it again, man. Listen, we have quite a bit to discuss. All right, we got Michael Carter's been released. We're going to be talking about the New York Jets. We have an upcoming game with the Buffalo Bills. We're going to be discussing it all, folks. We had an offensive team meeting as well. All right, players had to come together. Salutes to all the savages in the chat. We're going to get to everybody. All right, and we have a great guest coming on today as well that's going to be talking to us about some things. I cannot wait to have that discussion. So, listen. I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook. Search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. Okay? I am also on iTunes as well. For those of you that may not know, go on iTunes. Okay? Type in. The Long Beach Joe Show, all right, on iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast there. Leave me a five-star rating and let me know about what you folks think about what I'm doing here, man. And I appreciate everybody that does that, truly, truly do, okay? I want to thank everybody that drops that feedback, helps it get out there. Those ratings also help my show get out there. So I want to thank you all, okay? Also on Twitter as well, going over to Twitter, type in at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe. All right, on Twitter, go ahead and follow your boy. I'll follow you right back. We can go back on first, uh, back and forth. Excuse me. My personal page is at YoungJ000. Okay, but I have a lot of Jets discussions on there, and boy, oh boy, have they been getting heated. <laughs> They've been getting pretty hot. You know what I'm saying? So uh, just enter at your own risk, okay? Because I love going back and forth, and I have great intelligent discussions. Okay, heated debate. All right, a lot of heated debate. All right. Also, all right, for those of you that may not know, okay, some people stumble into it. They find out that, hey, Joe, not only do we like listening to your shows and your podcasts and all that stuff, but we didn't know that you go live. And I have to remind people, yeah, we do our shows live here on YouTube. Okay, for those of you that may not know, come on over to YouTube. All right, type in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel on YouTube, all right? And when you do that, hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know, okay? And also, when you come over here, just know you're going to have to deal with some people, all right? <laughs> and there's it's the chat, man. I call my chat the savages. You want to know why? They're savage. <laughs> Listen, nobody is safe, all right? Not even me, okay? Not even me. If they don't like your take, if they don't like what you're bringing to the table, they're going to let you know, okay? They're going to let you know, all right? They don't like my take, they let me know. They get it going in there. Salutes to everybody and all the savages in the chat. One Jets pot salute. I see you in the building. Randy, y'all, salutes to you, savage. Good to see you in here. You know what I'm saying? And salutes to everybody as well. The Green Knight coming through with the big, 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 big donation, man. 
The Green Knight says, is it just me, or does Robert Seller always look like he'd rather be anywhere else? Mm. <laughs> the Green Knight speaking his mind, man. Salutes to everybody giving to the platform. Again, Super Chat is at the type, at the top excuse me, of the chat. If you want to give to the platform, Cash App is at the bottom of the screen as well. Anything you give is greatly appreciated, okay? Now, we have quite a bit to discuss tonight, quite a bit to discuss, okay? Boy, oh, boy, and we're going to get through it all, all the roster changes and things that have gone on. But before we get there, quickly, we need to speak to a great member of the Community Food Bank of New Jersey. Everyone knows that I'm big on impacting my community, all right? And especially around these times, Thanksgiving's coming up, there's a lot of people out here that are food insecure. So tonight we're going to have Nadine Rosenbaum-Lure come on of the Community Food Bank of New Jersey, and she's going to speak with us everything that they're doing at the food bank to help people get food secure. Nadine, I want to thank you for coming on the Long Beach Joe Show. How are you doing tonight? Good. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely, Nadine. And you folks are doing so many things over there at the Community Food Bank, so many great things for the community. Can you tell us some of the things that the food bank does to support senior citizens that are dealing with hunger issues? Sure. Um, there are so many seniors that need um, our help. They have worked their entire life, um, but they can't make ends meet. One thing that we do is we provide senior boxes to different communities, which has um, food, some supplemental food for the month, um, very healthy food. And we also put a lot of produce um, in those boxes. And we deliver those to senior centers, and we also do what we call community distributions um, in a mm. lot of senior centers throughout um, the service areas that we work in. We work in directly 11 uh, counties in New Jersey and then with some other partners in four, so 15 counties total. That is wonderful to hear everything that you're doing to help out those senior citizens. I, I tell people all the time that, you know, seniors deal with these issues as well, and it's beautiful to see that you folks are definitely stepping up and, and helping those that are in need. What are some of the challenges that you face when trying to make people aware that the food bank helps people that are, that are working and still dealing with food insecurity? Yes, so many people we've actually seen, um, we really thought that COVID would alleviate some of the hunger um, that we were seeing during that time, but actually it's very elevated uh, due to inflation, and we all know the cost of food and housing, transportation, and childcare has gone up exponentially, and a lot of salaries haven't kept pace with that. So we're seeing we have a pantry uh, down in our Egg Harbor Township location right outside Atlantic City, and they're seeing seven times the amount. Uh, they used to serve about 300 families um, a month, um, and right now sometimes they see, you know, uh, well over a 1,000 families uh, come and really need um, the services down there. So unfortunately, um, a lot of the pandemic uh, programs that help have really sunsetted, so we're really seeing that need, uh, you know, spike, you know, throughout the state. Yeah. Yes, and that's something I, I speak to people about as well. A lot of people think, oh, well, you know, food banks, they only deal with those that, you know, may not have homes or people that aren't working that are just kind of out and about. And I say, no, there's a lot of people mm -hmm. that are out here working full you know, work schedules that are working yeah. 40 hours a week but are still dealing with issues of 
being able to deal with the cost, the rising cost of food and all of the issues that are coming economically as well. And it's impacting them in a way where they don't know where their next meal is coming from. Right, Nadine? Exactly. So many people um, that, you know, a lot of our clients, I would say a majority of our clients are working, you know, sometimes one, two, and three jobs, and they still can't make ends meet. So, you know, anything that people could do, we can always turn um, every dollar that you donate to the food bank, um, you know, provides uh, three nutritious meals for, uh, you know, our neighbors who are in need throughout the state. And, again, we're speaking with Mrs. Nadine Rosenbaum-Lohr of the Community Food Bank of New Jersey, cfbnj.org. Get involved any way that you can. Now, Nadine, can you fill us in on the turkey drive that you folks have coming up? Yes. So tomorrow we have an extremely exciting day. It's our 23rd turkey drive, and we have partnered with CBS New York. Uh, We're going to be at 70 locations throughout the state. Um, CBS will be at three of those locations, um, an Acme in Jersey City, um, a coffee shop in Denville, and then a shop right in Livingston. And we will be live from 9 to 11. Um, so we hope that everybody can come out. You can donate a turkey. We can, you can donate the fixings that um, a lot of our neighbors need. This year we're supplying 85000 turkeys, roasters, and hams, um, you know, throughout our 800 partners, you know, throughout our service area. So anything that you can uh, do tomorrow, if you can't make it out, you can always make a donation at cfbnj.org. And we have a very special opportunity um, going on right now until, uh, you know, for the next about 24 hours, um, all gifts uh, that we receive up to $50,000 will be um, doubled. We had an anonymous anonymous donors support us. So if you can't wow. make it out, please feel free to make a donation because it will go twice as far tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. Nadine, you folks are doing so many wonderful things for the community. Again, everybody, with Thanksgiving right around the corner, this is extremely important. There's a lot of people out there that are dealing with food insecurity that need your help, so get involved any way that you can. Before I let you go, again, Nadine, can you please give my audience every way that they can get involved with you folks over there at the Community Food Bank, where they can donate, can they give their time, can they volunteer, how can they do these things? Sure, there are so many ways you can get involved with the food bank. I mean, obviously you can make a donation, like I just said. You can also come out and volunteer. We cannot do what we do without our volunteers. You can also advocate for our neighbors in need. And there are just so many ways that your kids can get involved, too. So I definitely, you know, think people, if they can, visit our website at cfbnj.org to find out, you know, how you can get involved. Nadine, I want to thank you for coming on the show. You have yourself a good night. Thank you so much for having us on. Absolutely. Good night. Bye. Listen, what a phenomenal, phenomenal interview by, again, Mrs. Nadine Rosenbaum-Lohr of the Community Food Bank of New Jersey. Again, get involved any way that you can. CFBNJ.org. Get involved, people. Now with that put to the side, listen, 
We've got quite a bit to speak about, okay? (laughs) We have quite a bit to speak about. The New York Jets are doing some things, and they are moving furniture. We're going to discuss it all. The lines are open, 515-602-9639. We'll get to the callers in a second. The lines are hot. Call in. Salutes to all the savages. I see y'all in the building, okay? Salutes to Phenom. Salutes to One Jets Pod. Ronald Perry, all of y'all, okay? Trust, we're getting to everyone tonight, okay? We got a Bills game coming up. We're going to be discussing everything that's happening. 515-602-9639. Call in, okay? Now, first we're going to get to the New York Jets releasing Michael Carter. What shocked me a little bit, okay? It shocked me a little bit. I'm not going to lie, okay? Michael Carter was released. Of course, we know that he's been unhappy with his role within the offense. We've heard rumors from that, right? Now, which was kind of strange to me was we eventually we signed Dalvin Cook, as we know, this past offseason. And immediately I thought to myself, uh-oh, this is not going to be good, right? Michael Carter had shown some real promise in his rookie year, the second year, kind of a down year, especially because they had brought in James Robinson. And there was a lot of, you know, especially with the other backs that we had as well, where Michael Carter wasn't getting the carries. Brees Hall, of course, had dealt with uh, that big injury that sat him down for the season, uh, you know, that year. Then they also drafted Izzy as well. So Izzy, on top of signing Dalvin Cook, was just a bad sign, okay? But I was hoping, hey, you know what? Michael Carter still can be effective in this league. He's a great back. We've seen his ability to come out the backfield, catch the ball. Of course, we know that he can move and shake. He can make things happen. So I was still high on the idea of Michael Carter having a big impact within this running back rotation, okay? You know, we see at at that time we were saying, okay, we'll see how Brees comes back, what's going to happen. If he comes back and plays great, we know that he's going to be the bell cow guy. But Michael Carter can still fit within this running back situation. Well, Brees comes back, and he's looking like Brees, you know, like nothing happened. But we're seeing that Dalvin Cook was utilized a lot more than Michael Carter. And what blew my mind at first, especially watching Dalvin Cook, was that Dalvin was running like he was running in quicksand. Like he was just running as slow as molasses, okay? He wasn't getting anywhere fast. There was no burst. There was no nothing. Now, in this past game against the Raiders, we've seen him kind of move forward and start to put some speed on it. But before that, it was like, hey, we're seeing Dalvin Cook kind of struggle. He's not really going anywhere fast. He's running into, you know, piles pretty much two, y- two yards in a cloud of dust. Why aren't we seeing Michael Carter get the hand, you know, get the ball in his hands more? Why aren't we seeing that? And we saw the frustration kind of boil over from time to time, right? We saw Michael Carter uh, have an argument with a running back coach on the sidelines before during a game. And, you know, of course, that was smoothed over and he apologized for it and, and everything, you know, is going well. But, we just never saw him being utilized this year, right? We didn't see enough, especially he would just come out on third downs basically and try to slip out for a pass or something, and if he got that. And it was just there was nothing there, okay? The New York Jets have released him. Of course, we know now that he has been claimed by the Arizona Cardinals, and uh, he's moving forward there. So we'll see, you know, as, as the season continues to unfold, I think we're going to see Izzy Anabanakanda. Uh, the young guy that we drafted recently, get his chance, 
right? And I expect him, you know, hopefully to get something in this upcoming game. This is a kid that has some speed on him. And I mean, some real playmaking ability. He's a young back. And I was extremely excited that we were able to grab him. So I think him and a mix of Dalvin, Dalvin Cook as well. And of course, Brees Hall is going to continue to get the football. That's how we're going to push forward. Now, of course, you know, again, I was shocked by the um, release of Michael Carter. But we saw the outpour of love from the New York Jets locker room, right? The players love Michael Carter, all right? And I get it because, dude, he is so funny. Like, he's a, he's a, he's a likable guy, right? I don't know if anybody else has seen the video of him when Mekhi Becton shoe. <laughs> and he acted like he was on the phone uh, with Mekhi Becton shoe. They were joking around. I think it was Sauce that was filming. Um, but you saw a lot of players come out and talk about, you know, how much Michael Carter meant to them and how much, uh, you know, they, they loved Michael Carter, especially Mekhi Becton. Mekhi talked about how tough, you know, it was to hear about him being released and how tough it's going to be going forward because he looks at him as family. And, of course, we know that Michael Carter and him, you know, have a, have a relationship, have a very close relationship. Um, there was also players in the locker room as well during media time. Somebody, you know, it's, it's kind of an unnamed guy, but somebody during a, a, a media interview for another Jets player, somebody in the locker room screamed out, you know, shout out to Mike Carter. (laughs) There's there's so many players out there that have love for Mike Carter in this locker room, and I get it, because they're going out there fighting together, pushing together, and, you know, trying to get these Ws, trying to make sure that they can put themselves at the top. And you can tell that Mike definitely, you know, had a connection with a lot of guys in this locker room. Even Elijah Moore, you know, former Jet, uh, on social media, you know, definitely showed love for Mike Carter and kind of, you know, try to uh, <laughs> encourage him to become a Cleveland Brown. I'll just say that. Um, but, again, <laughs> he is an Arizona Cardinal, and I wish him nothing but the best there with the Cardinals. Uh, he was a guy that fought really, really hard here, and it sucks to see him go. I thought he was a weapon that could be utilized a bit more here. But here we are, you know, with a young back in, in Izzy, and uh, Dalvin Cook seemingly might have actually his legs up under him at this point, so we're going to see what he gives us. And, of course, Brees is just out there ripping and running and doing his thing. So we'll see how we continue to move forward with that. We're going to be discussing that tonight as well. And also the New York Jets offensive players, the offensive side of the team, had a team meeting, okay? We know that the Jets offense has been – uh, stuttering to say the least. Okay, they've been uh, they've been struggling. Okay, it's, it hasn't been very good. It's been tough. Okay, it's been really tough to say the least. All right, haven't been able to put things together. We've seen penalties out the wazoo, just self-inflicted wound after self-inflicted wound, and just problems. Okay, just problems, drops, all kinds of things. Guys running sloppy routes all kinds of crazy stuff, right? We heard Garrett Wilson come out and say that they, you know, sat down and had a meeting. Now, they didn't exactly, no one, to my knowledge, came out and said exactly what was said in the meeting, which, of course, I wouldn't expect that, right? They're not going to detail everything that was said. But they definitely sat down and said that, hey, they had that discussion. And guys are going out there um, or came into the meeting and, you know, laid things out and, uh, you know, They were trying to get things straight because of everything that's been going on here. And we also saw, you know, Conklin as well talk about how, you know, they sat down and definitely, you know, the guy stepped up and just was like, hey, you know, he he was saying at least, 
hey, you know, we're adults, and we, we sat down, and we're trying to get things straight here because, you know, at this point, we're, we're still, we still have a chance here. We still have a chance to really make some things happen. We've got to go out there and play better than what we've been playing. I'm paraphrasing, but Tyler Conklin definitely has made his, uh, his uh, bones about how it's time to step up and get things going. Um, and to me, it's a beautiful thing because finally there's some accountability, right? And this is one of the things that I've been talking about from the very jump of all these issues, these penalties, the sloppy play, the sloppy route running, um, you know, seemingly everyone's just trying to blame everything on Zach, but then ignoring all the other drops. And again, I'm not a Zach pacifist. I'm just being real about what's been going on here. We've had veterans really hurt us. CJ Uzama with penalties and all the nonsense that he's been doing out there. We've seen Lazard run around, drop footballs. We've seen penalties from him, you know, constant penalties along the offensive line as well, false starts and stuff like that really hurting and hindering our chances against these football teams. We'll be talking about that, 515-602-9639. But what, what shocked me, and I've talked about this especially in that Raiders game, but there seems to be no accountability, right? Seems to be no accountability, you know, it seems to be that you can go out there and you can commit these penalties and nothing's happening. When are somebody going to be held accountable? When is it going to happen? We don't see guys screaming in guys' faces on the sideline to get it together. We're not seeing these things. When is Sulla going to bench these guys? Well, it seems like that's what's happening, okay? Because even Sulla came out after Michael Carter, you know, of course, was released. Now, keep in mind, Michael Carter was released a couple of hours after the uh, offensive team meeting, he came out and said that there was going to be shakeups along the roster. Hmm. Okay. Okay. It's about that time, right? It's about that time. He talked about how, you know, there's going to be guys that are going to get some more opportunities around here. I.e., if you've been playing sloppy, if you've been going out here and just doing whatever you want to do, if you've been going out here and just playing however you want to play and, doing whatever you feel and getting drive-killing penalties and all this other nonsense, then guess what? <laughs> it's time for you to take a seat, and it's time to allow someone else to step up and get in that position so they can impact the game positively and make some plays, all right? Now, he did, Sulla, did speak about Jason Brownlee getting more time, and I think that that was kind of a knock on the door to Alan Lazard, <laughs> okay? Listen, Alan, you're killing us, man. Lazy routes, you're dropping balls left and right. And I'm talking about drops that are drive killers. Drive killers, okay? Drive killers, all right? Uh, so we might, you know, we'll see Jason Brownlee more. Uh, Sella talked about that. We also, he also talked about Ruckert getting more time as well. A lot of people have been calling for Jeremy Ruckert to get more time. Um, I think that that is a knock on the door of C.J. Uzama. <laughs> oh, you want to play however you want to play, CJ? You want to go out there and get these crazy penalties? You want to be undisciplined? I mean, seriously. The New York Jets had eight penalties in the last game against the Raiders. I think the game before that they had eight as well. They've had nine penalty games. And this is all recently. It's been insane, some of the nonsense that we've been seeing. CJ Uzama, probably going to be taking a seat, okay? And we're going to be seeing more Rutgers, all right? And, of course, I'm excited to see Izzy as well. Uh, he's definitely going to get more time, too. So I love this. I love that there's some accountability going on. It's about time, right? It's about time. If you're seeing the same nonsense and it's hurting us, if, if you're seeing the same nonsense against these teams that's killing us, 
You've got to start making changes, and you've got to hold guys accountable. They have to know that what's going on is unacceptable, and if you're not going to follow the line, if you're not here to play how they need you to play, if you're not going to get things done, then guess what? You're going to get sat down. That is how it's going to have to work, all right? We, talk, we preach competition in every position. If you're not doing what it takes, get your keister on the bench. So we're going to be discussing that. Also, the Jets got an upcoming game against the Bills as well. Okay, we know. Josh Allen, uh, you know, the Bills are over there. They've been struggling a little bit. All right. They fired their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. Joe Brady is now their interim guy. They're coming off of a short week, a loss to the Broncos on Monday night. It's going to be nasty weather as well. I think it's going to be like 50 degrees. It's going to be raining. We're going to be on the road in Buffalo. Ooh, lot to see. I want to see if this New York Jets offense is going to step up, all right? We know that the Bills definitely have a great defensive front. Ed Oliver, Von Miller, all those guys. We know that Daquan Jones and Matt Milano, they're on the IR, so we won't be seeing them. But this is a Bills defense that is serious business. So I want to see how the New York Jets offense is going to respond after this team meeting and all the issues that have been going on. So we're going to be discussing that. I also want to see how the Jets defense attacks this Bills offense, okay? This is a short week, and uh, Joe Brady ain't got much time, baby. I need to see pressure, okay? Josh Allen, I'm a little concerned about him being able to run. We know that guy is huge, all right? He gets plotting, and He'll find the yardage. Can the New York Jets get after him, not allow him to take off in his running lanes? Can they force him into turnovers? I think he had three picks the first time that we played against him. We need that again, okay? We're going to be discussing that also. Robbie Chosen, his name is now Robbie Chosen, okay? Robbie Chosen, formerly Robbie Anderson, all right? Uh, Former New York Jets wide receiver. He's actually been released as well. He was waived. There's a, you know, Sulla was asked about it, and he said, basically, hey, you know, this guy, he's got some home run hitting speed, so you definitely want to, you know, check guys out if they, you know, have that ability. So could Robbie Anderson, excuse me, could Robbie Chosen be back in a New York Jets uniform this season? I want to know what your thoughts on that is, all right? Now, the New York Jets roster, of course, we added an Austin Declius, a former offensive tackle, uh, with the Texans, he's now here with us. Of course, he's going to be playing tackle. We'll see where he shakes out. Kenny, your boys return to practice from IR. He's not going to be playing this upcoming game, though. Tanzil Smart was initially waived, but then signed back to the practice squad. And the New York Jets also cut Craig James' corner. So we're going to be discussing all of this stuff. 515 is the number. Call in. We're getting to the line. All right. Please give the stream a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. If you want to give to the platform, the Super Chat's there. Cash app is at the bottom of the screen. Anything you give to the platform is great, greatly appreciated. All right? Listen, do not call into my show cursing because I will get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. Faster when you got Adam Gaze out of here. <laughs> That was fast. I'm so glad he's not the head coach of the New York Jets. Jeez, Louise. I remember when he was here, it was like, who's going to hold him accountable for his awful play calling? Jeez, Louise, he was terrible. I'm so glad he's gone, all right? 
Salute to all the savages. I see you in the building. One Jet Pod. How about them? William Jones. I see you. Phenom. Salute. Dakota. Salute. Salute to everybody. We're getting to these lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. I am taking all callers. First up, we're going to Rusty. Five six one. We'll come to you next. New callers. We'll get to you in a second. But we got to get to Rusty, man. Listen, for those of you that do not know, Rusty <laughs> Savage. Salute. Rusty salutes, man. Oh, boy. So little. Listen, listen. It is time, okay? The New York Jets released Michael Carter. What are your thoughts on that, man? <laughs> ah, you know me. Oh, dude, like, I'm... I don't mean to be, I don't know, you're not allowed to curse, so I don't I don't mean to be such a Richard about it, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I'm happy. I, like, I, I, I really am. Oh, you're because, happy? Yes. Though, okay, like why? I, like, um, I said, too, like, there's no denying the guy's character, second to none. Awesome. But, you know, excluding, like, his rookie year, he was gung-ho, but... Now, even on different little, you know, screen options, um, just one place, he can't get that extra oomph. You know what I mean? Like, he can't cut and slice to where he can't get to where he should be, be like skinny thin in a way, because he's got the power in the legs. And it, he he's always one step forward, two steps back. Oh, I've seen it. And it's just getting mm-hmm. worse and worse. I'm glad... You know, the Cardinals gave him credit to where, you know, I think it's to where you have to feed him more. So he's like more of that old school back, if you will. Like Mm -hmm. he might do not so well first quarter, you know, second quarter starting to get, he's like those old diesel trains. You know, you gotta, Mm. you gotta feed him to where we don't, we don't have that luxury for him in a way. You know, we got Brees. He's a, he's the same way or he can kill you. You know, like a, a cut and go. Mm-hmm. He's okay. he's like that. He's and and that's how I feel it. But um, yeah, when it comes to when it's those short, you have to teams can focus it on him, and he can't break those tackles to where you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy we have yeah. abracadabra. I'm scared that we yeah. don't have. Um, oh, all right, my bad. Go ahead, bud. I, I was, no, listen. I was, listen, I was yeah. rambling. I'm and, sorry. Yeah, no, listen, and, and I hear you, right? And, I, and I've, I've, I've had discussions with uh, a couple of Jets fans that kind of felt similar to how you feel. Mm-hmm. My thought process was, look, I, I, I hear that, but I've seen Michael Carter really be able to put things together. I feel like Michael Carter just hasn't been given the opportunities. He just hasn't. I think he has. And, and we've seen that, in, 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 and I hear you, and, but we've seen no, no, that I'm sorry. in the past as <laughs> well, I, yeah. right? We, We've yeah. seen that in the past as well. We've seen it with other players along this offense. Anybody remember Miko Hartman? Everybody was oh, so yeah. excited for him, and he didn't get much of anything. <laughs> and then he was gone, right? And so, but yeah. I, I felt like this was coming, to be completely honest, even though, again, I talked about Michael Carter and everything that he could do in the offseason. <laughs> I was excited for him as well coming into this season. But I love him. when you started to see the backfield, backfield get filled up, when you saw them draft Izzy, and then they got Dalvin Cook into the building. It was like, okay, well, where is Michael Carter fitting into that? And even though Mike said that the coaches had called him, 
um, and told him that his role wouldn't change. I remember he said this during a during a media interview. He literally said, "I know it's going to change, though." So yeah, you know, and even he said again, you know, during his uh, introductory you know uh, media interview with the with the Cardinals that there was some things going on behind the scenes, and so it didn't really surprise him that he was released. So you know, it sucks. Well, but I'm happy moving forward. Yeah, yeah, but moving forward, like you said as well, we have Izzy, who we we're gonna get to oh, see now, right? We, he's gonna get to see. He's finally gonna be activated because he's been deactivated yeah, for so long. Sir, we're gonna finally get to see this young kid go out there and be able to get the football in his hands. I'm excited about him, but still, I'm just still wondering about Dalvin Cook, man. <laughs> like, like no, I, no, I am, I am so with but you. I, <laughs> Yeah, that was not, I was just about to say that too. I didn't mean to cut you off, but oh, you hooked me good on that one. Oh yeah, I can't. I can't. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, fam. But yeah, dude, I can't stand Cook. I, I that's why I call him Crook. He, like, it is. It is. I'm not kidding. And I was one of those. You know, I'm not saying oh, in the summertime, but you know, not being a jerk in a way, but in a way, it's not. I never, I never want to be. You told us so when it's our team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, yeah. I shun away from that. I'm like, oh, I don't want to say it. But mm-hmm. you know, when it when it comes to him, I I couldn't believe it. Like we got rid of Bam and we had him. Meanwhile, like that's why I called him Bam Slam. Thank you, ma'am. Like and not in any of those ways, but like he cuts, slices, and gets to the point. You know, like yeah. aggressive yeah. yards, just just how Abracadabra does. And you know mm-hmm. he's he's you know hopefully it could be a little shake and bake with him and Hall, and that nickname works out. I just can't pronounce his last name, and I don't want to butcher it, so I'd rather call him something yeah. cool like Abracadabra. It's and <laughs> and, and so, Yeah, look, listen. Yeah, and, and that that that's been my big concern or something that I, I miss Bam, well. man. I'm, I'm, I yeah, I was I, angry at listen, that. Listen, and and I was I, look. I understand everyone's talking about Michael Carter and. How well he didn't produce, and we don't feel okay. Fine, he had to go. But then, in how my do eyes. you explain? How do you explain constantly giving the ball to Dalvin Cook then? Because Dalvin Cook That's... was running like he was in molasses, and then he, he <laughs> runs against the Raiders, and the first couple of runs he was looking like he had some speed and burst. But is that a mirage? Is that the guy we're really getting? I don't know because I'm he so playing uh, well up until last game. I, I am so with you, Joe. <laughs> like, dude, I, I can't, I can't under, I, like, I honestly can't fathom how we got rid of Carter before we got rid mm-hmm. of Crook. Honestly, and <laughs> to where, and and I'm like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, and that's where you know Mike gets get my respect and stuff because at least he was a dude. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he tries. And you yeah. know what? And and it goes to say too, where they wanted to say that chop block on him. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I'll just I'm not Italian or anything, but I'll just put it this way: that was from Gazy, man. <laughs> you know, I'm mm-hmm. from New York, so yeah. I can. But like yeah. it, that was, it, you know, come on, that was yeah. that was not. And yeah. at the same token, though, like there is no possible way that you can let Crook get away with the things that he did and not let him go. It's and, and also. With Uzuma or just like Brixima mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. like I was complaining for years on Corey. You know, man, I mm-hmm. want Corey back 
compared to like Lazard too. Dude, he's like a mm-hmm. he's like a freaking kangaroo with boxing gloves on and throw him the football. <laughs> like, you, ever, you ever see him catch it? Dude, he looks like he has his fist clenched trying to catch a foot. It's unbelievable. And I'm like, yeah. I can't believe. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Sorry for rambling. Listen. Um, my bad. And, Go and ahead, Sam. I'm sorry. No, listen. Listen, Rusty, I hear you. And that's, that's where I'm wondering. I'm hoping that this team meeting that we recently just had will set guys straight and get them to understand that it's time to be accountable. And that's, that's yeah, my question. Yeah, it's a men's men. Yeah, we're hearing – we heard about the team meeting. We heard that, you know, guys sat down and, and had that discussion about how things need to change. We also heard Sulla as well come out and talk about offensive shakeups. What are your thoughts about accountability finally being here, right? Guys finally being held accountable for the excessive penalties, for the sloppy plays, for the sloppy route running, for all of these things. What, is, what are your thoughts about that, that hammer finally coming down? Thank God. And when the hammer comes, it I'm happy that it happened to where we're, you know, we're in a we're not in a great situation of being 4 and 5, but we're in a not a bad situation nonetheless too if you look at it. Like that Joe Burrow's done for the season. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah he's yep. he's 86. And, and I, I don't Oh yeah. Absolutely. And then I don't know, Tomlinson, <laughs> I don't know how anybody would want him gone. He's one of my all-time favorite coaches. That guy somehow just makes makes chicken salad out of that chicken other mm-hmm. stuff. So <laughs> mm-hmm. what he's doing with Pittsburgh. But then also mm-hmm. you have Deshaun's gone. And mm-hmm. so now that division that was basically holding the cards, no pun intended, to like the wild cards, they're mm-hmm. gonna, they should chip and flake off. Then mm-hmm. I, I don't know. We're we're not dead, and buff. No, like I'm sorry, I didn't mean to call them buff. I I meant Barfalls, B A R F F I A L L L. I'm Barfalls miserable. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, and you know, I they they're holding Zach's pocket in a way to where knock on wood. Mm-hmm. I hope it stays that way. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's for the taking right now. We're 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 not dead. You know, we just yeah. need Mick in our corner. Then get up, you that, bum. That, That's it. Yeah, and, and that takes me right to where I want to discuss. I want to talk to you about this upcoming game against Buffalo. When you look at what we huh. got, right, we're going on the road. We're going to be at Buffalo. The weather Perfect is supposed storm. to be nasty. It's supposed to be ugly, 50 degrees. Love it's supposed it. to be raining. Probably going to be Wind. windy. What are yep, you yep. expecting from Zach Wilson on the road against Buffalo, man? What are you expecting from him in these conditions? I hope we, like, you know, just take the freaking leash off him. You know, like, mm, okay. I, I don't, I, I don't, you know, it, it's such a conundrum, man. <laughs> it really isn't easy being green. Like, so you have Hackett, to see, he seems like, like when it's do or die, he's like, let the chips fall. And then all of a sudden we come alive. Why can't we just do hurry up offenses for, like, the first three drives? Why can't we just, like, say Tempest? chuck it, if you will, with Zach, but not chuck it in those terms. So we're just mm-hmm. like, let, let it – Buffalo is scared. Their team is broken. They're mentally mm-hmm. weak. They're, mm-hmm. they're firing coaches. Uh, yeah. uh, Josh is who we thought he was, to quote the great mm-hmm. Danny Green. Love him. Oh, Dennis Green. And, mm-hmm. like, he, he's – I think he's the interception leader or turnover leader for sure. Mm-hmm. And – it. It's ours for the taking. 
You know, yeah. and then you have the Lawsons that haven't beaten anybody that is above 500 or 500. So we can mm-hmm. smoothly, you know, go into the fish and just smack them up one. But not to get ahead of ourselves, I it, it's ours for the taking, man. Against against, yeah. they're weak. They're they're shattered as 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 it is, and yeah. we we can't let them escape. If Zach gets this, like, what is honestly, what is he but against like uh, Buffalo? Like, what's his record? Yeah. Something insane, like five. Yeah, I don't, I don't crazy, right? Yeah, I don't know what his record is against Buffalo, but I know he he does he plays well. <laughs> like he does play yeah, well. Yeah, he's uh, he, play, he's, he, he, he might be Zaddy Zach. Imagine that. Holy moly! Yeah, earlier this year uh, when Aaron Rodgers went down, he stepped in and was able to go in there and do his thing. Yeah. I'm hoping to see Zach come out and just take care of the football, right? Don't do it, yeah. especially in these elements. And I think it's gonna be it's gonna be like. Huge. It's going to be huge yeah. for the New York Jets to be able to run the football effectively against that field Because And that's when we get abracadabra. Offense. Yeah, and then we talk about our offensive line. They're going to be going up and against screens. the tough field front. We know that Daquan, Daquan Jones, Milano as well. Milano's uh, they're, gone, they're on IR, right? But they still, yeah, but they still got, you know, Ed Oliver up front, Von Miller. They still got so many guys. It is insane. So we have to yeah. get those guys off of Zach. Having a solid I don't know, Milano scared game. me. Yeah, having a solid but running game, though, will make sure that we keep the Bills honest. Respecting and it. especially yep. if Zach, if Zach sees the lane, take off and run. Give them another threat like we yeah. saw against the Raiders. We saw that open Dude, up he has gazelle well. heels, man. Yeah, he does. He it's go. weird. He go. And if he, yeah, and if he, he just, like, zooms off Zach. around a little person and gone. Yeah, and if he shows teams I'm sorry, teams I just got excited. No, no, I hear you. I hear you, Rusty. I hear the passion. But if he shows teams that consistently, they're going to have to start to change the way that they defend him. Listen, Rusty, before yep. I let you go, right, my final question for you, you look at what we're matched up here with. Sauce on Diggs, man. Do you think Sauce will be able to shut him down this upcoming week? Look, I – I haven't said anything, and I'm with you. Thank you. You gave me that sauce. Sauce better step his game up. I'll be honest. Like, I'll put it to you this way and stepping the game up. I, I know that came out, you know, a lot of people are probably freaking out on the keyboards, and you just gave me, you know, your head probably turned around backwards, like, what are you, crazy? But <laughs> I just mean on, like, where he's so skilled at swatting it to where all he has to do is just look up to where he can have so many interceptions, Joe, like mm-hmm. they, to where it seems like the teams are in a way like, all right, if we throw it in his direction, the worst that's going to happen is a swat away where, you know, that, that could also bounce up and somebody can pick it off. But Sauce isn't mm-hmm. known for interceptions, which is starting to get troubling. He should. Well, teams you know, I, I, I think he might get a pick teams six this, this game. That's what I'm saying. I think he's. I think yeah. he might get it. I think he might. Yeah, I'm sorry. What are you saying, bud? My bad. Oh yeah, I said te- teams usually don't throw his way. They try to stay away from him. Uh, but we there was there was a dropped interception against the Cowboys. But Sauce, man, he's so tough that a lot of teams don't look his way at all and try to stay away from him. But go ahead. And no, no, I hear you. Final score prediction, man. Uh, it's. I think it's going to be one of those weird ones. Um, okay. Talk to me. What, what are we calling? I, I think I think we got it, but okay. 
At the same time, it could go either way, but I think we got it. I, I think it's either going to be we win 23-10 to 10, or we're going to lose in a stupid struggle 17-16. But um, Which, what are I'm we on more side of the fence of that, you know, we're, we're going to take handle business and, and handle it and, you know, get okay. those brooms out. Rusty says 23-10. to 10. I'm That got that, Listen, that, got Rusty, that zip in the wanna, wind, so. <laughs> He's got the arm. Can't deny it. A good one, all right? You too, fam. Salutes Jones. Salutes fellow savages. Let's go Jets. Kill the Barfalos. Right. <laughs> We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. Salutes to the savages in the chat. I see y'all, okay? Keep putting your questions, your statements in that chat. I'll be coming to the savages. I'll go back and forth with y'all as well. Next! We're going to go to my guy, Ronald. We're going to Ronald, man. I know Ronald has some things to say because there's a lot of things moving and shaking with this New York Jets football team. For those of you that do not know, Ronald, he's a savage. Ronald, salutes, man. It's good to uh, hear from you again, my friend. Michael Carter has been released from the New York Jets. We saw the New York Jets offensive side of the ball as well, have a team meeting. What are your thoughts on all this, man? Um, sorry about that. Say that one more time. Uh, we saw Michael Carter get released uh, by the New York Jets. We also saw the Jets have an offensive team meeting uh, to kind of straighten some things out. What are your thoughts about all of that? You know, with Michael Carter, I, I was kind of – like, you know, either way, that's fine with me because, he, let's be real, he kind of fell off, you know. He's not what he used to be. And it didn't look like he was turning the page and, you know, it's not like, oh, okay, give him some more time or get better. I, I don't know if he's going to get better. But, you know, honestly, mm-hmm. I do wish him luck over in Arizona, man. You never, I, I don't know what's going to happen with him. But I, mm-hmm. I, I just, he, he ran his course over here. You know, it, it just wasn't working out. It is what it is. It's not like you know, like like how I would miss him or nothing. I mean, he's like he was like he was like in the middle. As a matter of fact, I I would rather see like some of these younger dudes that just came in, just came in off this rookie deal. I would have to see what yeah. they, can, they can do because I, I'm like I really don't have no opinion about them. You know, you know, I would like to see I see what Michael Carter could do in. If this was a couple of years ago, I'm like, Michael Carter is a man. But like I said, he fell off. But, you know, like, as a matter of fact, speaking of falling off, I'm like, mm-hmm. what's up with this? Um, what's up? What's going on with this? Uh, what's, what's the dude's name again? You know, that, that tight end that everybody keeps talking about. She I, I just don't. Probably not, not, no, not even him. Um, the, the white guy. What's his name again? Rucker. Yeah, Rucker. Everybody keeps talking about Rucker, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I keep looking for like what everybody's talking about. And and like honestly, I seen him in college, I, and, and he was like, he was the man, even though he didn't really get much playing time because he had there was better tight ends that was playing with him. But I could see that I could see his potential. But when he came here, I don't I don't know. You know, sometimes I think that like when they when they turn professional. 
it's different. It's like it's a different animal, and they don't quite turn out to be well, what you expected them to be. Well, here, here's the thing, uh, Ronald. When he came here, uh, when Jeremy Rucker was drafted and came here, you have to understand he was behind Tyler Conklin and C.J. Uzama, who, you know, C.J. Uzama and Conklin, and we had just gotten in free agency, right? Those are two veteran tight ends. Uh, we were excited, of course, I remember, because I, I did the draft show. We were excited to bring him into the building, but we were like, man, we already got, you know, two tight ends brought in. Here's the third one. But Rucker, you know, by all accounts, was definitely one of the top tight ends in his class. Some people say he's the best tight end in the class. So we were extremely excited to bring him into the building. Mm-hmm. But as things continue to unfold here, right, especially when we see the excessive penalties from C.J. Uzama, the drive killers and stuff that he's doing, we're seeing that Rucker – can come in here and really do some things. We've seen him go out there and make plays, catch footballs, all that stuff. So he's a guy that I think as we continue forward this upcoming season, we're going to see get more of an opportunity because the guys or the guy, one of the guys that's in front of him, isn't doing what they need to do and isn't handling business the way that they should. And Sully even went in to talk about that, shaking up along the roster. And that's where my next question for you, man, is what are your thoughts about accountability finally being here, right? This is something that we've been talking about. We've seen this multi-penalty, sloppy gameplay, lazy, lethargic route running stuff for a couple games now, and everybody, especially myself, has been screaming, hey, when are guys going to be held accountable for this nonsense? And it seems like with the players meeting and Stella, you know, coming out and saying that there's going to be an offensive roster or offensive shakeup, you know, about what's going to be happening there on that side of the ball, what are your thoughts about accountability finally being brought and the hammer finally being slammed down? You know what? That accountability, that really sounds nice. You know, that sounds like something that's, that's going to make a big, big difference in the, in the Jets mm-hmm. team. Definitely sounds good. But to tell you the truth, I really would have to see it. i got to see it to believe it, especially when you're dealing with okay. Salah. Because I, I, don't, I can't even picture him getting – getting everybody in check, you know, is like, how is Tyler going to get anybody, how is he going to check anybody? I, I don't, if if that's the case, why doesn't he check people on the sideline when that type of stuff starts happening? I, I don't see, it seems like he's like one of the boys, basically. He's not really the, I guarantee you if it was Belichick, if it was Belichick, it wouldn't, like, it wouldn't even get that far to the point where they got to have a player's meeting. Things would have been, it would have got checked a long time ago. No, I don't expect mm. him to be. I don't expect him to be Belichick, but at the same time, he could at least he could at least put that stuff, put them guys in line, because the the amount of like penalties that them dudes like it's is like so ridiculous. It's like mm-hmm. through the game, it's frustrating to like see, yeah, see certain get called back, certain during the goal yeah. line getting called back, and then we end up kicking field goals. So is it like that stuff? It's like it makes it pisses me off, honestly. I'm like, man, what? Mm-hmm. But I hear they talk about some. They're gonna be a shake up offensively. I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm not knocking it because if that's the case, then bring it. That's what's up. I, I would like to see that. But like, yeah. like I gotta see it to believe it though. That, that's just what I'm saying. No. You gotta show me. I'm gonna no, like, just, I, just show me. Yo, listen, I, I hear you, and I mean, you know, he's definitely. Uh, got at guys before. I remember people were raving about, the, you know, there was talk about, you know, uh, of course we've seen them, especially with Beckton coming back. There was a lot of issues and 
they, you know, he talked about how Hayes was going to make him work for that spot and how Dwayne Brown was a hard out. And it was all, there was a lot of things moving and shaking. And we've seen him get after players before here. But definitely the accountability this year needed to be, you know, that gavel needed to be slammed down. And we're seeing it now. And I'm excited about it, okay? Because, man, like you said, this, these multi penalty games have been awful. Now, when you go to the Jets offensive side of the ball, because you've got a game coming up against this Bills football team. Man, it's going to be 50 degrees. It's going to be raining. I feel like the game, you know, the, the, the game is going to be all about nasty weather. We know the, the wind's going to be whipping. It's always, you know, spinning and whipping up there in Buffalo. How important is it for the New York Jets to have an effective running game against this Bills defense? Well, honestly, I think that's going to be in our favor because the passing game is not, not too great. Let's be honest. And I, I really think they're going to have to let Brees out of the gate. Brees is going to have to shine now. You know, like, I, I feel like yeah. he hasn't he hasn't really been shining. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if it's, like, offensive coordinator's fault. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the offensive line. I really don't know what, what the situation is. But I'm sure they're going to mm-hmm. figure something out and, and, and really and really get Brees running that. And, but, you know, I heard you say something about Robbie Anderson. And, you know, I was like, you know what? I remember yeah, when, he, when he got when he got when he was drafted. I was like, "Hey, that's gonna be." I'm telling you, he's gonna be something special. So when we traded mm-hmm. him, I was like, "Oh, there, there they go. They go to Jets trading away good players." But you know what? I believe he went he went away, and if he came back, it would be a better situation because he he got to go to a different team. And you know, like when you with the Jets, I don't think the Jets are a good team to be molded mm-hmm. with. That's that's the reason why we can't draft no good QBs. And even if we do draft a good QB, we won't even know what to do with them. It's like, it's like well, like, <laughs> seriously, like bro, we uh, we don't we don't know how to mold them properly. Yeah, well, I, I mean, there's definitely has been talent that we've been able to. Quinn Williams is one of those guys we've been able to draft and mold. We're seeing other guys are Brees Hall. Of course, we drafted him. We see he's lighting things up around the league. Garrett Wilson who's been phenomenal. We can draft and mold guys, but, you know, sometimes things don't work out, and there was a lot of things moving and shaking around Robbie. Now, again, you know, he went to Carolina, and he's been around the league, and now he's, you know, there's a chance, there's a chance, you know, that he may be a Jet again, and we'll see because Robbie brings speed and explosion. But this is what I talked about as well with, uh, you know, Nicole Hartman as well. We saw how that ended. So we'll see what happens going forward and how it hands. Before I let you go, Ronald, Give me your final score prediction, Jets, Bills. How do you, who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think this game ends up? I, I never want to vote. I never want to, like, root against the Jets because I, even even if I think they're going to lose, I'm going to say mm-hmm. I, think, I, I think they're going to win because for the simple fact, mm-hmm. I don't want to sit there. That's why I never bet against the Jets, even if I think mm-hmm. the odds are against them or whatever. I, I really okay. don't know what the score would be, honestly. Don't duck the score prediction. Don't duck it, Ronald. Don't you do it. Yeah, but you know what? You know what? We're going to run the ball, so I think we're going to score at least 20 points this time. 20 points. And and the defense defense are keeping down to about 14 points. So 2014 sounds like a good score. All right, 2014, Jets. Let's go. Ronald, I want to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good one, all right? All right, Bob. Take it easy, man. All right. Listen, Ronald calling in with some takes. 
Okay, we'll keep you into these lines in just a second, Tim. You'll be up next. New callers, hold on. All right, I got to get to the savages in the chat. William Jones, salute, savage. He says, guys have to get up to speed out of college. Anyone starting a new job has to figure it out for a bit. I think he's referencing Jeremy Ruckert. You know, we heard Ronald talk about how Jeremy Ruckert wasn't in immediately in his rookie year. Yeah, he was behind two, you know, very solid tight ends. But as things continue to play out, as the season continues to unfold, we see that there is an opportunity here for him. And I think if given the opportunity, if we see more snaps from Jeremy Ruckert, I think he'll continue to impress us. He's definitely made some catches already that have been very impressive. And also, another thing about Jeremy is him in the blocking game has been phenomenal. He's a really good blocker as well. So, salute to all the savages. We'll come back to y'all in a second. Keep putting your thoughts and your questions in the chat. We'll get to y'all. We got to get back to these lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine five one five six zero three nine six two nine or nine six three nine excuse me please give the stream a thumbs up subscribe to the platform if you haven't already hit that notification bell so when i post content you folks will be in the know share the stream and the channel across your social media with your friends and your family all right i want to thank everybody that does that super chat is at the top of the chat cash app is at the bottom anything you give to the platform is greatly appreciated all right Keep in mind, when you call into my show, the only thing I do not allow is cursing. Don't call into my cur- show cursing. I'll get you out of here fast. We'll talk to fast. Faster than we got Michael Carter. Was that too, too soon, guys? Was it too soon for me to talk about how fast we got Michael Carter out of here? Was that too fast? All right, look, let me know, okay? I love Michael Carter. All right, I do. I wish him nothing but the best in Arizona. Man, I wish he would have worked out here. But we'll, you know, we'll keep on moving. Izzy is going to get the ball in his hands. We'll see more of Dalvin Cook. Hopefully, he's faster than what I've seen in the past, all right? We're going to get back to these lines again, 515-602-9639. Next, we're going to Tim, man. We're coming directly to Tim. See, Bree already told me too soon. Salute, salute, Bree. Savage in the chat told me it's already too soon, Joe. For those of you that do not know, okay, Tim, he's a savage. Tim, salute. Listen, salute, my friend. It's good to talk to you again. There's been a lot of things going on, man. We got a lot of things moving and shaking, right? Uh, Michael Carter released. Jets have an offensive player meeting to straighten some things out. What are your thoughts on this stuff, man? Oh, I don't, I don't know. You know, I'm with you. I always liked Michael Carter a lot. Sad to see him go. Um, but there just wasn't enough room on the roster at the end of the day, you know. It's just one of those business moves. I hope he, did, hope he didn't take it personally because I know the Jets fans in general really liked him. They liked what he brought to the locker room, lots of positivity. I feel like he brought a lot of the players together. Um you know, so hopefully his 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 absence won't be felt in the locker room. I know they have enough personnel on the field, and then the players meeting. That's interesting to me because there, it seems like there's a lot. Like the other caller was saying, it seems like there's there's a lot of talent that we're underutilizing. Like I think of like mm. Luckert, I think of Will, Will McDonald, for example. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, it, so. I, I don't necessarily know where the offensive scheme is going. I mean, are they going to try to 
insert Izzy Abanaconda and try to do like a trade off with Brees and, and you know, are they gonna go that route where they're just gonna stuff it down your throat and then try to throw you different looks out of the backfield, take the pressure off Zach, or or are they gonna let Zach cook a little bit? I, it, it's hard to tell because they're kinda of back and forth every week, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, you know, look. I'm hoping with everything that's been going on and things getting sorted out, I know we talk a lot about the penalties and that being an issue with the offense and guys, you know, being sloppy. But, you know, like you guys are hitting on, the offensive play calling, the the packages that we're seeing be put out there, there are guys that should be utilized a bit more. And now with all of the things that's going to get shooken up along the offensive side of the ball, I'm hoping we see those things. I know people are talking about, you just talked about Ruckert and, Hopefully we see Izzy, you know, now get the ball in his hands because he's been deactivated for how long. But what about guys like Jason Brownlee? Jason Brownlee should have been implemented at some point. Great point. He should have been implemented here. At one point, Randall Cobb was getting so many catches, it was insane. It was like, hey, you know, why aren't we seeing different guys out there? Why, why didn't we see Malik Taylor earlier? Why didn't we see Jason Brownlee earlier? We got rid of Miko Hartman before he was ever really utilized within the offense, but we kept – going to Cobb, and we know that Cobb's been a healthy scratch for a little bit now, but it's just been like, man, what is going on here? I'm hoping that with this shakeup, we'll start to see the New York Jets offense be revitalized and rejuvenated. Uh, we need to mm-hmm. get the ball in the hands of these young guys. Like you just talked about, Izzy Anabanakanda should be – he needs to get the ball in his hands, man. This is a guy that has some real speed on him, and he's a guy that can make plays, especially when you're watching Dalvin Cook. And, look, I, I, he had – you know, some, some plays against the Raiders where we saw some speed from him. He's actually looking like the Dalvin Cook of old. But Izzy mm-hmm. is just a guy that we really believe can really push the rock here, and especially, again, that trade off with Brees, giving him time to rest and then come back and really bring it to a defense, I think would be huge for us, especially if we're talking about getting back to running the football effectively and kind of easing things off of Zach so it's not so much on his shoulders. You know, because when we talk yep. about these losses that we've recently had as well, if you look at a lot of these losses, our running game has been struggling. <laughs> it's like, it's like a lot of people have not been talking about that. Our running game has been struggling. There was a couple of games recently where Zach Wilson himself in the Raiders game, he's our leading rusher. That's insane. That should not be happening. That should be not, not I think, be happening at all. I think we can attribute that to, to a couple different things. Um, one – Zach, one, we seem to be the penalties, right? So the penalties yeah. are putting us back to third and long on, on mm-hmm. every drive. So we're, we're mm-hmm. automatically kind of shooting ourselves in the foot if we want to maintain mm-hmm. a consistent run game, right? Um, the other part of that, and I was watching the um, – not Bart Scott's podcast, but the other one with Eric Allen, and Bart Scott was on it. And they were talking – Bart Scott made a really good point. He's like – you see a lot of these young quarterbacks, the reason why they're so successful is because they don't huddle up every time. It's because of tempo. Yeah. And, and, now, yeah. and then the argument, against, the argument against that, Joe, is, okay, but you can't, you can't necessarily expect a, a quarterback like Zach Wilson to be able to call everything at the line. And that was asked of Bart Scott, and Bart Scott said, that's not what I'm talking about. He's like, you have up until 15 seconds to call play into your quarterback. And what you see yeah. out of um, teams like, like the Chargers, right, for example, yep. the, Chargers play temp- the Chargers play tempo, no huddle. But what happens is mm-hmm. all they're doing is they're, they're getting to the line so, to make sure no subs can happen. 
And then they're getting mm-hmm. to the line so early in the play clock that even when they get set, the offensive coordinator still has the opportunity to call in a play to Herbert. So he doesn't have to yeah. know how to check down stuff. He, he just has to get the team to the line. And if you notice what the Jets are doing, they're always huddling up. They're always getting to the line under 15 seconds. And then they're putting it on Zach Wilson's shoulders to make the checkdowns. Now, he probably only knows one or two. He's not always going to be mm-hmm. able to read the defense. So why not mm-hmm. play some tempo, force the other team to keep their fat guys on the field, mm-hmm. and, and just keep ty- and tiring them out, right? Because they're the yeah. run stoppers most of the time. So you get the fat guys yeah. tired out. And then, and then you just do a healthy dose of Brees Hall and Abanaconda and Cook, and mm-hmm. you, just, you just wear them out, you know? And then yeah. that'll take a lot of pressure off Zach to do audibles at the line. Even if he does have mm-hmm. to do audibles, they'll be at a tempo where he can get a call from, from the offense coordinator within 15 seconds, and they can start to take advantage of that, of that, you know, sort of war of attrition wearing the other team down. And so a lot of it mm-hmm. is like technicality. Like, can't we just yeah. can't we just get Zach up, get everybody set on the line to force the defense to stay on the field and then call the play in? Yeah, because that's and, what Herbert does, a, and you see how productive he is. You know? Yeah, and and that's a that's a great point, Tim. And what's crazy is we've seen the New York Jets try to, or at least uh, you know, make an attempt to do some up tempo stuff early. I, I think against the Raiders, we were doing a little bit of that on some drives. But the thing is, it's not yeah. consistent, and that that's what kills me. Is because you brought up a great point, the no-huddle, up-tempo stuff. I've been talking about that for a minute, but that's when Zach plays his freest, is when he's just going. Yep. Like, <laughs> you look at all those final drives, right, where, where he's just – where it's, it's, it's either, you know, we get down the field and hit this field goal and win or we lose. He, oh, those final drives, there's no huddle and all that. That's where he's, he's successful. He's on the move. He's throwing the ball. He's, he's moving around. He, he's, he's doing whatever he's got to do to get the ball out of his hands. He's quickly. He's coming to the right. line. He's making things set, and he's going. That's when you're seeing Zach Wilson just go out there and play. And he just – he balls out when he does that. So I want 100%. to see that more consistently 100%. as well. I want to see that more consistently as well. And that, that's a great point there, Tim. Now, as we continue to talk about this football team and what's going on here, we're talking about this offense. Of course, we know that we got an upcoming game against the Bills, man. It's going to be nasty. You know, the, we know the conditions. Mm-hmm. 50 degrees are going to be raining hard. What are your expectations from this Jets offense now after this team meeting? What are your expectations from them against this tough Bills defense? They're going to be in Buffalo with these ugly weather conditions, what do you think will be the roadmap for a victory here for the New York Jets offense? Absolutely 100% the, the, the run, run, run play action. Tell you what, Bills are missing their best linebacker, Milano. Yep. Arguably, arguably the best linebacker in the AFC East, or maybe even the mm-hmm. AFC, before he went down. Um, mm-hmm. And now it's Quincy. But, but uh you know, he's missing, and he was a huge piece of their defense in the middle of the field. He was the uh, defensive captain calling in the defensive plays. And then they're also missing Tredavious White. So, so that plays into my theory of if they shove the ball down the throat at the line and just use a mm-hmm. steady uh, inter- interchange of Cook, Brees, and Abanaconda, the Bills are going to get worn out quick, and then they're going to be able to throw over the top with no Tredavious White. Now that's going to mm. all really depend. That's going to have a lot of dependence on Garrett Wilson's health with the elbow going in. Yeah. Um, yep. Because he's really our deep threat. Hey, and you know what, Joe? What if they were to throw Brownlee in on a couple of Garrett Wilson's plays? Yeah. <laughs> he's fat. He's tall. He's limber. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He, he could take the top off the yeah. 
I would love to see that. And again, even when you're talking about, you know, Garrett Wilson uh, dealing with that elbow situation, he now uh, there he's questionable, but he's already come out and said that he's going to play in this upcoming game. But I'm a little concerned uh, okay. as well because if if that elbow if that elbow does give him some trouble during the game, who else is going to step up? That's what I want to see in this upcoming game as well because we saw that in the Eagles game, right, where he went and sat down yeah. for a little bit during during that last drive. Guys were struggling to get open. And is Alan Lazard going to step up and be that guy to finally start to get open? Running more for uh, Sprouse uh, coming out of this. <laughs> that's, that's what I want to ask. I'm you, disappointed. Man. I'm disappointed in him, man. Big Go time. Go I, I just, I said, I had, so, I was talking him up so big coming into the season. I'm like, this is, he's so underrated on the Packers. He has such good chemistry mm-hmm. with Aaron Rodgers. He's coming yeah. up with clutch plays. He's one of these underdog players that had to had to make it all on his own kind of thing. And I, I always I always felt a strong attraction to those players because I want to see them succeed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he get, and then he and then he gets here, and he looks nervous. He looks like he, he never caught a ball before. He looks like yeah. he's out of position on a lot of plays. Like I don't. I don't necessarily understand what's going on with him. I mean, that mm-hmm. one play, do you remember that one catch he had over the middle in the last game where he, he almost was, like, scared of – yeah. he looked like he was scared of the ball. He had to, like, fumble it three times before he finally had it in his hands. Yeah, I was Zach, like, Zach made an unbelievable throw, and he almost yeah. dropped it. <laughs> the no look, the no look. Maybe it was because it was no look. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't expecting it. Yeah. <laughs> But that it was ball like, hit him in like the hands, and you start bobbling. Man, it was crazy. Go ahead, he, go ahead. Yeah, he 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 looked like he had bricks for hands on that play. Like he had, there was no softness yeah. to that reception whatsoever, and it made me nervous because the last thing we need is Alan Lazard to catch a ball and bobble it twice, and then get smoked in the middle of the field and and fumble it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just very just I'm disappointed in his con- contribution. I think honestly, if I was the mm-hmm. coach. I would bench him and put Brownlee in. Yeah, for and one uh, game. Again, these off- I would bench him. the offenses, the offensive shakes up, shakeups are coming in, and they've talked about how Brownlee is going to get more opportunities. Uh, Sella talked about that. So I, again, I think that that was a knock on the door to Alan Lazard saying, "Hey, listen, either you step up or you know you're going to step out," and that's what it is. Now, step as we out. continue to talk about, as <laughs> <laughs> we continue to talk about step this yeah. upcoming uh, upcoming Bills game. Listen, this defense is – they need to maul Josh Allen, right? But I'm a little concerned, okay, Tim? Let me let me give you my concern here. Josh Allen and his running ability worries me because he's not a guy that just, you know, is, is just fast. And he, dude, he, he lumbers. He's a big dude, and he'll run guys over. And I'm, wonder, I'm worried that if the Jets' pass rush overrushes him, gives him a lane, he'll take off and we'll see him extend the chain time and time again. How concerned are you about Josh Allen, Josh Allen's running ability against this Jets defense? Mm, I have some concern, but I'm not overly mm-hmm. concerned. Um, okay. You know, we have, we have, we have the, 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 the Panther on defense, Quincy Williams. That dude mm-hmm. – Oh, my God. I mean, the way that he tracks the ball from left to right is, like, um, unbelievable. Yeah. And then not not only does he track left to right, but he strikes, man. He does not waste any time, man. He goes – he, like, waits to the right moment, and then he flies mm-hmm. in there, and he's got a lot of length. He's got a lot of strength, uh, agility. Now, 
we can't only count on him. So the other piece of that is that we have to collapse the pocket from the left and the right and force him to run up the middle. Um, yeah. If we can force him to escape out the middle, then I think we're going to get a ton of fumbles. Just like, um, do you mm. remember, oh, my God, do you remember Michael Clemens hit on him in the first game? Yeah. Drilled him. Where he fumbled it, he absolutely yep. destroyed him. And that's, yeah. that's yeah. kind of what we need to do very early in this game. If we can, if we can smack him – a few times early and put him on the ground, put him on the hard ground and say, you're in our house now. Go ahead, try to run, see what happens. That's going to mess him up yeah. psychologically. So I think if we can penetrate early, knock him down, you know, give him a little jar, ring his bell a little bit, I, I think we'll be all right. Because I think that'll give him a little bit of apprehension to run. Or here's the deal, Joe, right? So if we, if we give him mm-hmm. a couple shots early, two things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. One, he's going to get, he's going to get nervous and he's going to stay in yeah. the pocket longer, and we're going to get more sacks. Or, yeah. Two, yeah. He, or two, he's going to get nervous, and he's going to start to force the run out of the pocket because he's not going to wait that extra second to look at the check down mm-hmm. because he's nervous. So he, he's going to tuck mm-hmm. and run, and then, and then that's also going to be our opportunity to get turnovers because if he jumps the gun on the run, mm-hmm. odds are he's not going to be in a good position or have a lane yet. So we should be able yeah. to get him. So I guess the bottom line is we got to make them nervous early and often. Yeah. And if we can yeah. do and, that, and, and, I, I think we'll, we'll be fine. Yeah, and another thing as well, once he starts getting nervous in that pocket, we've seen it in the past that when Josh Allen starts the force thing, generally, especially throwing the football, he starts throwing interceptions. Mm-hmm. That's how we got three picks the last time. He started to feel the rush, yeah. started getting nervous and saying, hey, i got to get this stuff out of here. You know, he's over-anticipating. He throws, trying to force it somewhere, and then, boom, it was an interception. Whitehead got all three of those. He didn't even see them because he was so shook at the New York Jets pass yep. rush and how they were getting after him. That's, that's how it was. Working. I remember. So, those are, go ahead. Go ahead. Good. I, I, said, yeah, I remember yeah. watching his – I remember seeing his face in that game after, I think, the second interception, and yeah. it was hilarious. It was Sam Darnold <laughs> seeing ghosts all over again. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's exactly he was how awesome. he looked so confused. He looked befuddled. <laughs> he looked like yep. he had no clue of what was going on out here or why it was happening to him. But it was happening. Yes, it's reality. All right? <laughs> like the yep. Jets defense we're, we're here. all over him. We're not a joke. Yeah. yeah and not, not at all. Listen, That's Tim, before I let you go, man, I actually wanted to give give me your thoughts, man. There's a lot of talk about Robbie Chosen now. Used to be Robbie Anderson. What are your thoughts about the possibility or the idea of him being back in a Jets uniform? What are your thoughts on that, man? I'm kind of biased, bro, because I went to Temple. So, Uh-oh. Here we go. Go ahead, go ahead. I used to watch Robbie Anderson at the link when he went to Temple, and I always loved him mm-hmm. because he did great at Temple. And then I was so proud of him when he got into the NFL. And then I was so proud that he was a Jet because I got to watch him yeah. from college. You know, he played on a team with Hassan Reddick and Tyler, Tyler Matikevich at Temple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Matikevich is a linebacker with Buffalo, and obviously Hassan yeah. Reddick is with the Eagles. But uh, I, I like yeah. Robbie. If he keeps his mouth shut, he is kind of – and I, I don't – look, I don't want to take away from the guy, but he is kind of a simple dude. Like, he doesn't have the mm-hmm. highest intellect, and you got to kind of – you gotta wrap. You know, you gotta, you gotta. He's gotta accept the culture at the Jets. He can't come in there mm-hmm. and be a loud mouth and say, "I want this, I mm-hmm. want that." And and I think he's matured a lot. I think he's realized through the last couple of years, his trade out to Carolina, that 
he can be expendable if he doesn't show up. And so if they're going to bring him in as a slot guy, then use him. Right, Joe? Just use him. What do, you know, what do we do with yeah. Michael Hardman? Exactly. We did nothing with exactly. the guy. Nothing. Exactly. And that, that was the so, first I mean, thing I was thinking yeah. when I heard about people wanting to bring in Robbie. And listen, I, you know, Robbie, when he was here, dude, he, he has – he's so fast. The speed, the explosion is there. But we talked about the same thing with Nicole Hartman, speed, explosion, mm-hmm. all, and he was never utilized. So it's like if you're going to bring him into the building, can you please utilize him, especially on an offense that is struggling to this point, struggling to find rhythm, struggling to get that explosion early. Uh, you know, guys like that, because if you trip Joe, and fall or you slip and, and, and don't pay attention, Robbie will take it to the house of quick six. Go ahead, Tim. That, that, that's right. And, and the point that I want to make, a distinction I want to make between Robbie and Nicole Hardman is the, is the height. Robbie's like mm-hmm. 6'2", I believe, and he's, mm-hmm. and he's just as fast as Nicole Hardman. So there's, I think what he adds is that he could be a dual threat. He can potentially be a slot receiver. But he could also go straight up the sideline, and and he's been, mm-hmm. you know, he has good hands. He has good hands deep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think if we can if we can get two, you know, post routes being run at the same time mm-hmm. after a couple successful runs, you know, maybe one slant across the middle, one straight up the sideline. You know, I mm-hmm. feel like one of those guys should be open. But the issue there too, Joe, is that, you know, Zach Zach has shown that he's he's missing open guys, like wide yeah. open guys. Yeah, you know, there's been mm-hmm. opportunities for him where somebody's doing a a, a slant and, and they're passing over the center of the defense and they're wide open and he's just either too mm-hmm. rushed or too nervous or thinking mm-hmm. only about his second check down that he misses a great opportunity. I mean, I've seen Garrett Wilson mm-hmm. be frustrated before where he's just like on yeah. an island like, bro, like, let's go, dude. Like, touchdown, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. No, you know, and – and you know Zach is Zach is definitely you know we're seeing him taking steps forward. It's, you know, but there's been that that happens everywhere though. You know, guys are going to miss open guys, but he should be hitting those guys. But a lot of that too is the offensive line, you know, le- allowing that rush to be nipping at his heels, and he's got to take off. Like that's, we've seen that from time to time as well. But right. I think you know, guys get open. I think that Zach is is going to be able to hit them, but he does miss guys. You know, we see that so. I'm definitely not going to make any excuses there for him whatsoever because I'm a realist here. One last thing before I go, Joe. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. One last thing. Makai Becton. Run behind Makai Becton. That's it. That's hmm. all we got to do. Run, run to the left with Pittman and yeah. Beckman. And Beckton. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Run over there. You got Lake and Tomlinson, Makai Becton, and Tip, Pittman's playing mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Get them to the left side of the field. Run behind mm-hmm. the tie back then and get and break Brees out. And if it's not Brees, do it with Alvin Cook. I don't care if you run to the left side of the field seven times in a row. Makai Beckton is going to destroy anybody in front of him, regardless. And yeah. just run behind the guy. We don't see enough runs, you know, in Beckton's direction. I, yeah. I don't understand that. Yeah, and I, I mean Makai Beckton is amazing this season as well. Like you said, he's he's back to playing on an elite level. Like I told everybody, he would be. And he's yep. dominating people out there. He's dominating people. I, w- I love it, dude. We're just patting ourselves on the back. We're patting ourselves on the back. <laughs> we've, been tell- we've, been- we've been telling everybody, don't sleep on this yeah. dude. He got a lot of he got yeah. a lot of bad publicity, but he's a monster. Yes. Tim, I don't want to – I'm not trying to have any issues with people. Y'all hit Tim up. He'll let you know. Trust. <laughs> 
<laughs> He'll let you know. <laughs> I don't want I don't want no issues. I already got enough issues on my plate. I, you know, but Tim will definitely let you know. Tim, before I let you go, this has been a great call. Give me your final score prediction. Jets, Bills, who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think it ends up? Quick question. Is there going to be weather? Yes, it's going to be uh, 50 degrees and it's going to be raining. And, of course, I think up up there in Buffalo, the wind is going to be whipping around. Yeah, so, all right, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be 16 to 9, New York Jets. Okay, 16-9. Listen, all right, Tim, I want to thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Absolutely, man. Great talking to you. All right, you have a good one. Thanks. Listen, Tim calling in with some fire. We've had some great calls tonight. This has been a great show, all right? This has been a great show. Listen, let me go ahead and give you all my prediction. This is going to be nasty. It's going to be an ugly game. All right, just the weather conditions alone. Um, again, as of right now, it's supposed to be 50 degrees, and it's supposed to rain there. Um, and as we all know, in that Bills, that stadium, that wind just kicks around, and it makes it tough. It's going to be very interesting to see if the New York Jets are going to be able to uh, kick some field goals in there. It is tough. I, you know, I, listen, I love Greg the leg. Uh, he's a phenomenal uh, kicker. But that is a notoriously a rough place uh, to kick up into. So that, that's going to be something to watch as well, um, how much the weather will hinder the, uh, the special teams play as well. So I think that our offense is going to come out and be able to put some things together. I don't know why, but I have a feeling that the Jets offense is going to take a step forward. I don't, I don't know if I'm feeling just uber positive about the team meeting and – just the new blood that's going to be infused into the offense and all these things that we're, we're talking about. I think the penalties are going to stop, stop here. I'm looking at the Jets' defensive side of the ball, and I think they're going to maul Josh Allen. We know that the Bills aren't in the best place right now, especially offensively. Just firing uh, Ken Dorsey. Joe Brady is now their interim offensive uh, coordinator. They're on a short week. I think that Josh Allen is going to be seeing Ghost. I think the Jets' pass rush is going to get after him. I think we'll see sack fumbles. I think we'll see sack strips. And I think he's going to have a tough day. Uh, We're also seeing and hearing about the frustrations of Stephon Diggs yet again. Um, I think Sauce is going to be able to lock him up. I do think that this is going to be a low-scoring, ugly game, though. Okay? I am taking the New York Jets to beat the Buffalo Bills 17-7. 17-7. 17-7. to 17-7. to 7. I'm taking the Jets, man. Listen, folks, it has been phenomenal. What a phenomenal show. I got to close it up. Look, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook. Search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. I am also on Twitter as well. Go on over to Twitter. Type in at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. That's the show's page. Personal pages at YoungJ000, all right? 
Go ahead. Follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times. Okay? I can't wait till Elijah Vera Tucker comes back next season. It's going to be, it's going to be wild, all right? That guy's one of the best linemen in the league, okay? Wish him nothing but a speedy recovery, all right? So we'll be down there. You want to troll me? Let's go. I'll troll you right back. I'm also on YouTube as well. Go on over to YouTube, all right? Type in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. And if you want to troll me, no issues. Go ahead and troll me in those comments so we can go back and forth. And also give the videos a thumbs up. Share them across the social media with your friends and your family. All right? And as always, people, when you see me in person, okay, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. All right? Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. I want to thank you folks for taking the times out of your day to call in, to talk to your boy, Salute to all the savages in the chat. Any way that you interact with me, okay, I want to thank you, all right? You folks are the absolute best, all right? Again, I want to thank Nadine Rosenbaum-Lohr for coming on the show, cfbnj.org, the Community Food Bank of New Jersey. Get involved with them any way that you can. Volunteer, donate, give any way that you can. There's a lot of people, especially with Thanksgiving coming up, a lot of people out there are food insecure, and they need your help. Help any way that you can, all right? CFBNJ.org, all right? I want to thank you folks for listening. Until the next show, you folks have a good one. Peace. Yeah.